0: Hi and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself Terry Blackburn So this podcast is all about inspiring you, motivating you, pushing you on to achieve more in your life, whether that's in business, property, your health and fitness, your personal life, every part of your life. This podcast hopefully will help you achieve more, do more, and get to where you want to be. So just before the episode starts, I have just launched a new website called terryblackburnproperty.com. On there, I've got all of the services that I offer. So one-to-one coaching in business, property, time management, goal-setting sales persuasion loads of different things on there i've got some online courses some one-to-one coaching courses as well so please have a look on there really appreciate your support and if you want to get involved you want some more specific help from me you want some more one-to-one coaching and, and assistance from me to help you to get to where you want to be it's all on there also got a couple of books on amazon and audible the Lion, which is won multiple awards worldwide now and the power of peas is the new one all about the different p words profit power perspective purpose etc i hope you'll really enjoy one last thing from me if you enjoy these podcasts and you benefit from them you learn from them all I ask is that you share it with your friends and family or someone who you think the episode is relevant to. You leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would massively help. The more shares we get, the bigger guests I can get on the podcast, the more people we can help and the more I can grow the show. So thank you so much. Get in touch if you like what you're listening to. And don't just take notes, take action.
1: And welcome to this week's episode of the Property Doctor podcast with me, your host, Dr. Andrew Threadgold. This week, we've got Terry Blackburn on the podcast. Terry is another property guy. He's definitely in the bracket of entrepreneur. He's bought and sold businesses. He's exited his businesses quite recently. He's got a burgeoning property portfolio. He's even a hotelier if uh, if social media <laughs> reads correctly. But uh, I'm sure we'll get into all that. But before we do anything, how are you doing, Terry? I'm always good. Thank you, Andrew. I'm always good. <laughs> Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's uh, like I say, I've been watching your stuff for a while, and there's there's quite a few things that that, that stick out when uh, when yeah. I talk to you. Well, when I when I watch your stuff, and it's yeah. always the way that you come across, and you you come across as somebody that's seasoned in speaking to people. And I believe, mm. kind of from your background, kind of that's been your industry, hasn't it? Kind of, you, you've always been a people person.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I got into sales when I was 19, so yeah. I'm 34 now, so I made all my money from sales, effectively, in various different forms and businesses, but I love chatting to people, and I think when you're in sales, you kind of develop the set of being able to speak to anybody, um, whether they're a CEO, or they're a labourer, or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know nothing against laborers at all, by, by the way. But for mm. anybody at any, you know, from the cleaners to the builders to the managing directors to the politicians to anybody, I can speak to anybody. And that's that's from a sales, that's from being seasoned in sales, I think. Right. Um, so that's and I just try and be me on my socials. Um, and I try and put it in my own tone and the way I speak um so that's maybe why it comes across that way but um but yeah no no i I certainly think i'm uh, good at communicating
1: yeah Um, i think you i think you definitely are and there's a lot of similarities between sales and and medicine funnily enough because we you know Mm. i must speak to 50 people a day when i you know in the doctoring job Mm. and from all walks of life you know literally all walks of life so it it, there's there's definitely a lot to be said if you can be approachable Mm. likable open and able to communicate it's um it's a big asset to have, isn't it but that yeah. accent that you know where you're obviously
0: from Newcastle, but whereabouts <laughs> so so I've moved about quite a bit, but I grew up in Throckley right um, so that's where I grew up and moved about a bit to Westerhope. hope then moved to What else have we moved to uh perth and then up beside hexham and then I right, moved wow. out when I, was, I moved out when I was sixteen. And I went to live in Kenton. Then I've lived in Kenton, Gosforth, um, Great Park, and then I moved to uh, beside Chester, right down right. the country uh, a couple of years ago. So I moved out. I'm like a gypsy, but I'm yeah, not a gypsy. yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, So you have moved around a bit. That's um, mm. but Gosforth that was student student central in Gosforth.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a student. I failed everything. I definitely didn't go to university, Um, but no, I lived. uh, I lived in Gosforth for a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, where does the the getting into sales tie into all this moving? How did How did that happen? So, um, I was a builder from finishing school. Really? Right. Okay. I was. I was a joiner, um, carpenter. So that was sixteen to nineteen. Yeah. And I hated every single part of that. Um, Absolutely hated it. I was terrible at it. I can't hang pictures. (laughs) <laughs> Never mind a all. like I was useless. And I was, I used I always remember that I used to say to people, and everyone used to laugh, like, I won't be doing this forever. I'm going to do something bigger than this. I literally used to say that at age 16. I don't know why. I don't know if it was an ego thing or if I was a young kid with just a bit of a arrogance about it. I don't know why I used to say that. And I used to say to people, I'll be a millionaire. I won't be doing this much longer. And all the other builders I was working with were like, No, you won't. Yeah. We used to have that back in the day. And look at us now when they're like I'd metal elbows and dodgy, yeah, yeah. and dodgy backs and all that. Uh, I just remember um, hating it. And I always said I would do something. And then I got made redundant at age 19 um, as a joiner. And then I literally made up a CV and I sent it to loads of different for different jobs. I didn't want to not work. And I got a start for an American insurance company selling life insurance. Right. And it was no salary, commission only. Cold calling, knocking on doors, selling life insurance. Oof, which that's a tough gig. In sales. It's got to be one of the hardest because life insurance is not a product. There's nothing there. Yeah, and selling to them something that heaven forbid if you died it would pay a lump of money to your family. People don't want to think about dying for one, and and life insurance is it's not even there. There's not even a product. It's like if if, if something potentially happens, um. So it was a hard gig, but I didn't know any different. And within two weeks, I sold my tools and I said, I'll never be a builder again. Really? Just because I could make money with my voice and my personality opposed yeah. to my hands. Yeah. Um. So that's when it started, yeah.
1: Wow. Well, that is a tough gig, though. Door-to-door life insurance. You must have had some doors closed in your face in that that kind of gig.
0: Yeah, d- definitely. I mean, knocking on doors, people, you know, we were knocking on doors at 8, 9 o'clock at night great right. trying to sell like literally we used to have a more a monday uh, morning meeting every day five days a week at about nine o'clock it was at the Marriott hotel in gospath a lot of the time right um, which is now changed right beside the race course motivational meeting in the mornings, all american and we're singing songs and all this getting <laughs> ready for the day and then they used to say right terry you're in like blive today so I had to go 500 miles away <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and I had to drive there and then literally w- go around housing and say it's knocking on doors knocking on walking into businesses walking into shops with like a folder try, saying this script to them and reeling off a script trying to sell people life insurance and literally the, I was getting told to F off F yeah. off yeah. Those, kicked out basically thrown out of shops um, doors slammed in my face but because I was 19 and I'd never done sales before I just didn't know if that was the norm. I thought it must must have been. Yeah. And then my first week, I made five hundred quid. Second week, I made a grand, and that was I was used to making like a grand a month. Yeah. I was like, hold on, like, and then I started to get recognition. Which I've learned one thing about myself is I thrive on that. Right. I do thrive on, on on my reputation and recognition and success and being well thought of.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was. I was just hooked. Because um, the money was there, and I was money orientated, and I was getting a good feeling of recognition, success, and all of that. um But yeah, I, I didn't think it was that hard at the time. But yeah. thinking back, like most people now in sales, if you said to them, "Knocking on doors selling life <laughs> insurance," ninety-nine percent of people would run a mile. But yeah whether it was different back then, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, yeah well, it was, it's, it's one of them. Gives, Sorry, go on.
1: No, no, it's one of them. And if you if you put yourself in a position, somebody else has to make a decision whether to either tell you to disappear or actually have a conversation with you. And if you've got the tools that you can read people, you mm. you know you you obviously had the confidence to do it at the time. Maybe it was the bluster of youth, but uh, mm. so how yeah. did that then tie into you starting a business? Because what was your you you said financial services was your thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so started life in, selling life insurance in nineteen. Then um, that was for an American company called Combined Insurance Company of America. Um, Worked for them until I was 21. And then, no, sorry, about, yeah, about 22. I was only about a year and a half to two years I was there. Then I went to MetLife Europe, which was another American company, but it was a European part of it. um, That was selling life insurance again. And then worked there until I was about 24 um, youngest ever sales manager, I won loads of awards and all this. I wow. had 50 people working for us, by the way, at age 21. <laughs> right, okay. Making an idea, which, which is a bit mad when I think back. Um, and then I set up um, my own company doing mortgages and life insurance, so in mm. financial services when I was 24. Um, and that that just took off. Um, again, the, the arrogant type kind of ego thing was there and I was like, I'll be the biggest company in the UK and everyone laughed at us. Everyone took the make and we achieved that. We won multiple, you know, nationwide awards them um, over there. All, All right. Up and it's filled with awards. So the biggest life insurance brokers in the country won that four years in a row. Had over hundred odds uh, sales staff. It was just a bit of a wild journey, and that kind of that I made the money in that business and in that industry to then start buying property, and then the, uh-huh. the property kind of flew off so that was that was kind of how it all happened but um but yeah I love financial services um it's a great industry to be in uh it's lucrative it's hard but yeah. it's uh it's lucrative but that, that got us to where I am now for sure all right okay that's
1: fascinating so there's a lot in that to unpick isn't there I mean to mm. f- just jumping ship first of all the confidence to jump ship and and cut that umbilical cord and go on your own presumably you had mm. like a client book that you you took with you
0: that kind of got you a foothold yeah 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 I mean we we weren't allowed to take the clients but but because I was I was doing so much business at MetLife like a lot of people just knew who I was I mean to give you an idea we were doing just me in my own sales we were doing 10 to 20 new sales a week so new clients were Mm. on board and selling to every single week I had a team of 50 people so you can imagine the amount of reach that that I was getting and, and, and loads of people just knew who I was doing life tunes. So then I set up myself, put it all over social media. Loads of people contacted us and it just kind of flourished, recruited like mad and it it, it just exploded. But I don't know where the confidence – well, the confidence just came from kind of linking it back to sales. I, I, when you call call, you develop a tough skin mm. and you develop this yeah. like this confidence because I knew I could just – Anywhere, I used to say, put me anywhere in the country, on any street, and I'll sell life insurance. Because I was that confident. But that that confidence only came from the successes and the experience of doing it time and time again. Which you can relate to anything. You can relate to property, to business, to anything. The more you do something, and the more successful you become at it, you develop a level of confidence. So I was like, well, I'll set up my own business. I can do that. I'm basically doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, d- I definitely didn't know how big it would get. I knew I would do well because I'd done well for a few years prior to that. Yeah. But I didn't know it would become as big as it did. Um, but yeah, I think I think sales give us the confidence in all parts of life, not just business and in sales, in in, in your personal life, in yeah, dating, yeah. And finding yeah. a partner, and all that. It confidence is every part of your life, right? It's not just not just business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, there's a, gr- a great Grant Cardone. Book, uh, sell or be sold or obsessed I mean, or be average it. and or be obsessed or be average. There's a lot I'm going through myself at the minute. Re- I've read them all once and I well, I listen to them, I can't mm. read, I can only listen, but yeah, uh, I'm a
0: bit like that as well. I <laughs> much quicker, listen, much yeah. quicker as well, and, yeah. you, and you can have it stack, can't you? You can't read a book when you're at the gym, you can't yeah. read a book when you're driving, but you can listen to audio. So, um, that exactly
1: yeah Uh, to be honest i don't think i've listened to the radio in the car for a couple of years now it's only and just think how
0: much content and education and knowledge you can get from doing that it's mental isn't it Hmm. 100 percent. a great phrase i I heard was brian tracy one of the ogs of like self yeah. yeah. turn your car into an office on wheels and is that because you're making calls aren't you yeah. If I'm not making calls, I'm learning something instead of just having it as dead time, which is what a lot of people do. Listen to the yeah. radio. It's just complete dead time. Listening to music, and you know, I often travel from home to to Newcastle, which is about three hours. So, so that's just dead time. If I'm doing that four times a month, you know, yeah. twelve hours a month. That's you know, that's that's a few days or one yeah. day or two days work, depending on who you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would I just lose that? When I can at least I can I can do something with it. Yeah, exactly. And depending on what you're
1: listening to, you you can learn the equivalent of a, you know, a, a qualification by doing
0: it in that time. A, doctor, a doctoral degree but you could do. Why not? You could yeah, yeah. absolutely. You could if, you, if you listen to one audio book a week, that's fifty-two books effectively that you are reading per year. Yeah, I don't know how much you have to read to be a doctor. I imagine it's quite a lot. Well, I, I've uh, just got my degrees on eBay. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> you bought them <laughs> people are slowly but, finding
1: that
0: out now <laughs> but you know what I mean you, you could get the equivalent like of a doctoral degree in sales or in property or in a specific field that you want to learn about and you can learn a skill just by not by having any more time in a, in a week or a day it's just by using the time that you've got in a better way
1: absolutely um
0: and and, and honestly if people adapted that habit and stuck with it over a long enough period of time. I've listened to self-development. You're probably the same. I've listened to self-development stuff well before it was cool because now Mm -hmm. it's dead cool to be an entrepreneur and it's cool to put all this stuff on social media. I was doing that when I started in sales when I was 20. It -hmm. was a CD. Brian Tracy was the first person I listened to. Yeah, yeah. I was doing it then and and Tony Robbins and them were kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. I remember,
1: I remember when I was at medical school, I used to have to send off, you used to have to send off for things off the back, out of the back Mm -hmm. of magazines, and you'd get stuff through the post, and you have to physically read it, that's, uh, but I'm showing my age there, but that was what, 97, 98, that I was doing stuff like that, self-development, you know,
0: mail order, crackers, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah, because because I think they used to do a lot of TV ads, didn't they? Selling these get rich quick things, and then if you bought it, it was then posted. It was a pack of CDs and all that. Yeah, yeah. one of them, and I didn't end up doing anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I just loved, um, I just loved Brian Tracy. He was just the for me because he was sales, and that's what I was trying to learn mm. and perfect. That skill set was, and but he does time management. He does goal setting, which I'm massive on. And it was all around sales. I absolutely love his content still. I don't know how yeah. old he is, but bloody hell. I think he's kind of age around. now, you know. he's He's got to be knocking on 90. He has to yeah. be. Yeah, he's still batting though, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Still, <laughs> still not out. <laughs> Fair play to him. Fair
1: play. You mentioned habits there. Do you, uh, are you a believer in small incremental changes through habits and things like
0: that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe... Uh, habits in every part of your life habits going to the gym a habit can be something as simple as like I was speaking to one of my clients the other day about this about saying he doesn't have enough time so I said you need to like he's saying he, he basically works a lot and doesn't have time for his misses. and i was saying well like it's good to have good habits at work in terms of being structured efficient good time management you know having a good diary system and all of that but it's just as important to have good habits when you're at home so when you're with your missus or your partner. Like you shouldn't be answering emails and you shouldn't mm. be answering, you shouldn't be working. And the habit is date night, for example, once a week, committing time to your relationship. Because if you're a billionaire and you're unhappy at home, that will sharp take the shine off how much money you've got. If you've got mm. no one to spend it with or no one to spend it on. Mm-hmm. And like a good habit is to be a good parent. If you've got children is to, like I take my kids when I'm home, I take them to school most days and pick them up most days. Like, that's a habit of mine. So I'll cram on all of my work across 11 companies into the, a window and still take them to school and pick them up. Mm-hmm. That's a habit. Yeah. Like, habits are, are everything. And a lot of people will get into a habit or get into the swing of doing something, but then they'll stop doing it. Whereas a habit needs to be implemented over a long period of time so it's ingrained in you. So you should be doing it forever. Like yeah. the gym, I'm sorry, but it should be, it should be forever, that.
1: Yeah,
0: but should be non-negotiable. 100%. Because yeah. if you're not fit and healthy, then nothing else, you're not good at anything else. You're not a good dad. You're not a good partner. You're not a good leader. You're not a good businessman or businesswoman. You're not a good salesperson. You're not a good property investor. If mm. you're unhealthy, you're massively overweight, and you don't you don't train or exercise. Your body's not healthy. Your mind's not healthy. You're not really good at anything. Mm. There's obviously some exceptions to that, but if you generalised, then that's 100 percent accurate.
1: Yeah, well, it is. I think it, it's about small percentages. So, and they all add up, but they oh, don't just 100%. add up. They, they compound. So, if if you if you're not very physically fit, it does have an effect, even though you might not notice it or might not think it. It does have an effect mm. on your mental ability. And if you get physically fit, your mental ability might improve by a few percent. But then the other habits that you have that all feed into that. Each of those one percents is one plus one. It isn't two, it's four, mm. because they, they compound. Um, and That's it's only awesome. when you start unlocking that and actually practicing it and getting there that you notice those big changes that you can you can make from yourself. Mm. It, it all That's goes back into the, the audio book, learning stuff, you know, stuff that you, you learn when you're driving the car, you might then implement. And that habit of learning something in the car then might lead you to do something different in your life, which completely changes mm. the course of your, your life. That um, Mm. I can't remember the book, but they they talk about, you know, make a a three-degree change in a a flight path from Miami to New York and you'll end up in London or something, you know. Yeah,
0: somewhere. Something like
1: that. It's madness.
0: But little
1: small changes add up, don't they?
0: Hmm, 100%. And I think that's overlooked because people think they'll do a couple of small things in the right direction, but then they don't see a result instantly because people are too impatient these days. And then they give up, but but if you keep making those changes, and it's not just keep making them, it's 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 doing them over a long enough times time consistency frame, time span, that, that's what people miss because they give up too easy. Yeah, I think again linking that back to sales, I've just because we are knocking a hundred doors to get one sale right. That was the ratio. Yeah, yeah, really it doesn't so, surprise me. Getting ninety nine piss-offs, f offs and nose and all that. Just did, did, And I just developed this the tough skin, but also it was just ingrained in me from an early age that I had to keep going at something to get a result. So you can yeah. relate that to the gym. So don't just do one gym session and expect to have a six-pack. It doesn't work like that. You've got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it until you look a certain way. Yeah. And it's the same in business. You've got to do loads of well, property, loads of viewings to get a, a property that meets your strategy that's below market value enough it's this or that it's the same with business about recruitment about sales about marketing it's all the same people just give in far too easy because they don't see an instant result um yeah i'm I'm so grateful that i got into sales honestly because it made us who i am yeah and i think
1: showing up every day and being consistent can you know that that kind of thing does bring opportunities to you if you're active opportunity seems to find its way towards you I think I caught you there saying that you've currently got eleven companies. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- across what kind of what, what 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 sectors are these companies in that you you run?
0: Yeah, so there's there's some SPVs with buy-to-let and HMOs. There's mm-hmm. hotels you mentioned. I've got four hotels in the process of selling one, uh, so there'll be three hotels. Um was four currently. A glamping site, a cafe, a barn restaurant, a letting agency. An eco-construction business. Um, mm. what else have I got going on? The coaching, yeah. um, the podcast, the books. Um, yeah, there's 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 quite a bit going yeah. on, to be fair. I'm keep keeping but, myself busy, that's for sure. Yeah, um, but people haven't got the time to do things. <laughs> well, yeah, but the, the, not, that's a good point though, right? So probably the most common question I get asked is how do I do all the things that I do all at the same time? And, and i'm not some sort of genius in any way like i'm really, really not and there's, there's people achieving a hell of a lot more than me by the way that there definitely is um but the way i achieve everything is my health comes first mm-hmm. so i'm really structured in my gmail diary google calendar um but the first thing i put in there every single week non-negotiable is something for me so that's gym it's keeping it walking it's you know eating right that's the first thing that goes in because i know that that imagine building a tower this is the foundation Mm -hmm. if the foundation's wrong you'll get the tower to a certain height and it'll topple but if the foundations are strong enough it's not going to topple so health is the foundation and then i'm just ultra structured on my diary like and and what i do is typically on a monday i've meeting with my senior staff in the businesses and we'll plan for the week ahead I then have a check-in call on Wednesday, which doesn't take very long at all. That's just how's things going. Are you on track? Friday, it's check out. Mm. So it's very much if we're done what we said we're going to do for the week. If not, right? Like what's the plan for next week? I'm almost planning. And literally, I just have meetings because you can't manage. Like at one point, there was a hundred and I think 150ish staff that I had across everything. Um, like you can't manage 150 people directly. It's impossible. No. So you have to manage the key members of staff who then manage the people underneath them. So every Monday, I typically just have meetings with the team, plan, we use Google Sheets and, and and various different documents to work from. We'll have like ninety day plans. So Everything's mapped out and planned. Everyone knows who's going to be doing what, and that's how I run all these companies because I just manage the senior team who are very capable, yeah, um, who then manage the people underneath them and would ultra structured. And that that's definitely one of my skill sets is 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 i can flick between things and and manage heavy workloads mm. and i've got a good memory i don't forget much um yeah <laughs> to, to my detriment <laughs> to my um and, and i think that that's the key But it it's just but I, honestly if i if i haven't trained or exercised for three days i'm a nightmare yeah you'll know it yeah i forget stuff i don't make good decisions i'm i'm quite abrupt i'm grumpy yeah like that that's that's how I do what I do there's no special or secret to it it's just keeping sharp and and being structured
1: yeah did you always Um, have fitness as a as a non-negotiable or have you found that as you've kind of
0: matured definitely not honestly at school I was really skinny and I was like I used to make up excuses not to do PE. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that was me cause I was too busy smoking. Like, getting, up to, getting up to no good at school. Like, I, I was a nightmare. And it was only probably 16-ish when I started going to the gym and stuff. Um, and I haven't really stopped. Um, I can't ever remember a week, a week where I haven't trained, sort of three three times minimum. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, just, I just love it. Um, well, I love the feeling... I love feeling healthy. I don't particularly love. No, it's when, it's when you've done a workout that you feel better for yeah. it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You, you don't girlfriend. sit there cranking reps out and saying, Oh yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> and doing like legs and stuff. I absolutely hate. It's yeah.
1: The yeah. I but love afterwards, looking... when you sat there after your shower,
0: you think, Oh, aye, that's all right. Yeah. I, I love seeing progress as well. And that, this is a good point. I truly believe the progress equals happiness. And when you're progressing, and you realize you're progressing and you you see it or you feel it or someone else tells you about it like that, that for me is one of the best feelings mm-hmm. you can get. <clears throat> and the good thing about that is you're in control of that. So that the more you do of a certain thing, the more you progress, therefore you're getting happier in yeah. a way, or you're getting that feeling of happiness because you see, you look in the mirror and you see you're looking better or someone comments that you're looking better. And like, or you see your bank balance growing or, you know, your tax bill is growing a lot of the time when you're in business, yeah. <laughs> um, you've got to get nice and tax efficient, but but you see the business growing, whether that's um, more sales, more income, more recruitment, more recognition, more awards or whatever it may be. Yeah, I believe that's what I chase because it's not really about the money anymore. Although I'm still money driven, it's more about the progress for me.
1: Yeah. And okay. I think in order to progress you need to know where you're going and I, mm. you know I'm a big believer in goal setting and I think goal yeah. setting is something that needs practice. You, you I don't mm. think you get I don't think you get the art of goal setting right and I don't think I've got it right. Um but I think as I'm getting further down the line I'm refining how I do it and it's it's individual mm. as well. You know, some people respond differently to to different types of goals, but are you a goal setter? And do you kind of, how do you set your goals and how do you break
0: them up? hundred percent, I'm a goal setter. And that's something that I learned from Brian Tracy when I was 19. And like before that, I was like, the only goal I'd ever set was a New Year's resolution yeah. never, that you never continue <laughs> with for like, after the end of January, um, but yeah, I learned about goals back then, and I still do some of the stuff that he talks about now. Um, I've got affirmation cards stuck up. I write down my goals most mornings. Affirmation? So, do you, are you an aff- Do you do you practice affirmation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I must admit, I do them less than I used to. There was a stage where I was literally. As I was getting ready, they were stuck up and in like my room that I used to get ready in one of my old houses, and I used to shout them dead loud in the morning. I went to that extent of doing oh. that. I must admit, probably for the past two years, I don't really shout them anymore. Yeah. Um, but I've got affirmation cards. Um, I've got goals on my phone, on my laptop. I've got them on a board there. I've got a vision board. I do all of that. Um, I'm not as big into that as I used to be because I think you go through stages in your life of, of maybe um thinking differently and you mm. evolve and, and, and develop but well, i've always had goals i'll never stop having goals and i set them personally professionally i have a goal in every single business that i'm involved in I have fitness goals holiday goals mm. um relationship goals personal goals income goals i'm really really big on goals um and i don't ever want to stop that habit mm. because whether it's against, I know talking about sales quite a lot, here, but whether it's no. the salesperson in is still, like in sales, you need a target, you need, that's how many sales you've got to do a day or a week or a month. And that's typically, that's just how my mind works. So if I haven't got a line in the sand or a measuring stick or, or something there, I, I lose a bit of get up and go for that particular mm. business or, or part of my life. I need something to work towards me that's just how i work how my yeah. mind is yeah and generally before i've even got to the goal i've set the next one and it's like <laughs> if it's if it was it was 10 properties at the start when I, before i i think i was up to eight or nine and it was already they went they went to 20 and then before i was at 20 when i was at like 18 and then it was like 50 so yeah. then it just keeps but it keeps you focused it keeps yeah. you on track it keeps you motivated um but honestly the goals why people don't set goals is beyond me It's a funny thing, goals, because I've noticed that if you write
1: something down and put it out there, it's almost like even if you don't necessarily concentrate on it, you've got more chance of that thing happening. It's like that's a weird
0: thing that Um, I don't know. I mean, Brian, he said you're in you're in the top three percent of achievers. I don't know how accurate that stat is, but just by writing the goals down having them written goals, not on your phone, I mean, written on a bit of paper, you're into the top 3% of achievers just by doing that. Mm. Um, it's probably not far off being being accurate, that I, I wouldn't say, because of people don't write them down. They've no. got them up here, but then they forget. I think there's something about when you write it, physically write it with a pen, because you're forcing your brain to think about the letters that you write, in, and then you, you're forcing it into your brain, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and you uh, you forming a
1: contract it. between yourself and yourself that you know you subconsciously then work towards I think it's a uh, goal setting is really powerful and um I think it probably has changed the direction of my life and and just as you yeah. as I say by writing things down sometimes things just happen that yeah. they do you know it's it's very strange but you've yeah. um yeah I mean we're talking about sales quite heavily um and obviously you're from a, a sales background yeah. When you're thinking about sales, are there specific techniques or specific – are there a few pointers that you think everybody should know in order to Mm. be able to sell themselves better or to interact better?
0: Yeah, definitely. There's some staples that apply to being a property investor, being a businessman, being a good partner, being a good dad, everything, because you've got to sell – you can sell products and services depending Mm -hmm. on the business that you're in, but you can also sell yourself to an investor for example or you're Mm -hmm. selling an idea a concept a jv or to a degree you've got a let's say if you want to go to this restaurant and your missus wants to go to this restaurant somebody's winning there So, so so if you end up going to the restaurant that you want you're selling to her why you should go to this restaurant it's nice food it's good reviews whatever if you go to her one then she's done the same to you yeah there's a different dynamic of obviously relationships there. Some people just let the wife win, but that <laughs> might kind of play. but you, you get you get the point. So so everybody is selling all of the time. So it is definitely a skill that you should learn and get better at because it will it will impact pretty much all parts of your life. So the staples to it are if it's in person, over the phone sales and in person is different. Yeah, but when you're in person trying to persuade someone to do something or sell a concept, a product, a service, or whatever um body language is huge eye contact is huge smiling is huge 80 mm-hmm. percent of the way that you look is you is you is, is your clothes um so you need to be dressed appropriately you don't need to be in a three-piece suit obviously all the time but if you're looking scruffy like if you're trying to sell a product or a service you, you're fighting and losing battle straight away yeah eye contact if you ever met someone and they're a bit shifty and they're looking down or they're looking to the side they won't look at you properly your subconscious is saying that that person's not trustworthy yeah just just by the eye contact your tone of voice and your tonality is more important than what you're actually saying so i could be speaking to you like this and all being all monotone and you're not going to engage with me mm-hmm. and the listeners would have probably turned off by now yeah. if i was yeah. all monotone because be, you bore people don't you yeah so your tone of voice and your tonality is huge and emphasizing on certain words up and down with your tone is massive. Um and there's a just to summarize those points a phrase that I use quite a bit is like, listen, trust, buy. Okay. So in order to someone in order for someone to buy something, um, you've got to make them like you first. So you make people like you by smiling, body language, eye contact, jokes, how you communicate, how you introduce yourself and all of that. Like they've got to like you first. And if they like you, they'll start to listen to you. So when they start to listen to you, that's when you do your selling effectively of whatever you're pitching or talking about. Mm. You've got to say the right thing there in the right way. And then if you've said the right thing, they'll start to trust you. And then and only then will they buy or invest or do whatever you're trying to get them to do. So yeah. like them, they're gonna like you first, then they'll start to listen to you. And then once they like you and they've started to listen to you, they'll start to trust you and then they'll buy. So that's that's a staple across any sales environment. Um mm. like listen, trust, buy.
1: Yeah, I like that. And obviously within each of those little staples is there's, there's a whole suite of things that you need to to work on. I mean everybody has a range of those naturally, I imagine. Um or maybe some people don't have some but they're stronger in others but unless they're all kind of synchronized somehow then uh and that's, that's that again that 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 speaks to personal development some people are naturally very gifted at some things but they're very deficient in others and that's where mentoring comes in isn't it where you can try and pull the best bits and make everything operate a lot better more smoothly Do you do things like mentoring and and uh yeah training and things like that if anybody's liking what they're hearing
0: yeah, 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 definitely. So so I got asked for a couple, I mean, I only started my social media in 2020 and I used to get pitched quite, people used to ask me quite a bit, would you mentor us and this and that? And I used to say no for quite a bit and I only started mentoring people the start of this year properly. Um, that's really took off. Uh, we've got some sales courses come alive, sales training come alive as well. But I've kind of coached people in my businesses for years, yeah. you know, <laughs> coaching them on, because when you're the director and you're managing people you're kind of coaching them anyway you like you've probably experienced this being a doctor as well you, you're mixed between a counselor and a friend and yeah yeah an advice line you, you kind of do it all don't you and, and that's yeah. kind of similar to coaching and coaching a mentor and mentoring is slightly different there's giving them the advice but then there's telling them how to yeah. implement the advice to get the desired result um and i think i've i've done that pretty much i was running teams since i was 20 so yeah. i've got quite a bit of experience in that so i'm enjoying the mentoring a lot of the guys are getting results from it already um so yeah yeah i'm enjoying it
1: yeah fantastic and then so just to come back full circle again you you spoke about your business that so you grew um what kind of
0: size did it get to before you exited so so bespoke we turn over a few million and it was there was like I say there was quite a lot of sales staff. We had different branches set up all over the place. Um, people had their own companies within the company. It was a real quirky structure because all of the self all of the staff, the sales staff, were self employed. Mm. They were kind of running their own business within our business. It's like mini franchises all using the same brand. Yeah. It was a quirky setup, but but you not know, was it was a big organization. It was the we had ops managers, sales directors, sales trainers, office managers, loads of admin, um, team leaders, chasers, team managers, sales. Man- we had loads. It was a big structure, mm. um, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was the biggest life insurance brokers in the UK up until last year. I think it still it still is actually. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I, I, I don't want to
1: know numbers, but I, I'm very interested in the deal when you exited because at the minute I'm currently buying businesses myself in various different sectors. Um, so I presume that something that's that kind of size, you you sold it on a multiple of its EBIT um, with an upfront payment and some deferred
0: consideration. Is that was that the structure? No, I mean, that that's the norm. That, that's mm. enormous, isn't it? but it wasn't um i've signed an nda so i got can't, I, can't no, I don't
1: want to know the numbers i've just yeah no no but structures. it was
0: it was a creative sale so i still actually own the, the limited company um I it doesn't matter if you was, if you can't was, tell a, me a creative, don't yeah it was a creative deal it wasn't the norm but i did you know seven figures off it it was it was a good it was a good deal yeah yeah um, fair enough. right it was right for me at the time because it was the right stage of my life to to move on i always knew that but well, I didn't always know, but certainly probably five or six, for the past five, six years, I thought that I was gonna go on to something bigger and something different. Whereas at the start, when I was 1920, I thought it was all I would do for the rest of my life. Mm. Um but yeah, so it was okay. uh, it, it was a good deal. Um and the business is still running really successfully, from what I understand. Um and are, so, yeah. are
1: you looking at buying businesses yourself or are you more concentrated um, on the stuff that, that you're doing?
0: Someone said this to asked us this question the other the other day. Certainly not at the moment, um, because I've got enough on my plate with the stuff I've already got. Yeah, yeah. But but I probably think I've done a lot of soul searching in the past year, and I've changed a lot in terms of I want different things in life now. I want an easier life, and I want lean businesses with less staff, high margin, high profit, low overhead businesses is what I'm trying to be, get involved in. So I've got to condense what I've currently got. And focus on a few different things. Mm. So I'll probably condense the businesses that I've got over the next few years. And then I do quite like the idea of buying something that where I can add value quite quickly and sell on quite quickly. Um you know, someone said to us the other day as well, like businesses don't last forever. Mm. I think that's a good phrase. And some people think that they do. Some people think if they set up a business, it's it's forever it's it, it's not mm. um businesses do have a shelf life and things do change and there's nothing wrong with selling businesses and and that's why you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket because if you did and something happens to it then you're kind of screwed so I, i'll always diversify i'll always do different things i probably will buy businesses at some point add value and sell them on hmm certainly for the next few years I've, I've got enough on my plate yeah uh, it sounds
1: water. like it yeah I mean I, I have to Trying to get our property businesses you know expanding at a decent rate of knots but at the same time just like you you know have a lot of stuff going on and one of one of them is is buying businesses and the, the idea is that similar to yourself I won't be running them I will be the strategic and cultural and yeah. all the rest of it director and manage yeah. the, the leadership team, build a group, um, multiple streams of income, business, property, whatever, Definitely. you know what I mean? All the, all the usual stuff. Um, but I just found it because you've exited. I just found it interesting to see how it was from your perspective, but I love a creative deal as well. And I think mm-hmm. 80% of businesses, well, I know that 80% of businesses never sell. Most founders mm-hmm. never sell their business because they don't have a succession plan or they don't think anybody can run it the same as them. So they they don't sell and they just get folded at the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I'm trying to do is find those people that have businesses and rather than fold them, I'll give you a few quid for it and take it over. Do you know what I mean?
0: So yeah, definitely. There's, I mean, there's, a, great, a great one on that is, in, in I heard this phrase a good few years back and that sparked my interest in selling businesses. And someone said to us, If you could have six months off work, or if you had six months off work, would your business still run the same as it runs now? And I said, absolutely not. This was back, you know, a good few years back, talking about Bespoke. Um, And I was like, well, no way, probably two weeks and it would be chaos. And the guy said to me, was like, well, you don't have a business then. And I was Mm. like, shit, like, like he's right. You've just got a well-paid job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it's 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 a high paid, high stress job, and you're working for a, a lunatic, which is yeah. yourself. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so so then it was like right like, so so how do I solve this? So then I went on my self development stuff as I always do, learning, watching videos on YouTube, reading about it. Systems and processes are the answer, and leveraging yourself out just like you leverage the bank's money when you're buying the property um you lev- you need to leverage yourself out but you need to remove the ego which is a lot of what a lot of people don't yeah. do because they think well it's my business i run everything i tell everyone what to do i dip it in and out of everything everything comes through me <clears throat> and that's probably the worst thing you can do certainly if you're looking to sell off your business um so so systems and processes became a massive focus of mine at the time so how to guides manuals um, using technology. So I implemented that into all the businesses, then built all the managed, the, we done like an organization chart. Mm-hmm. So you as the MD at the top, but then who's underneath you, who you report to, then who do they who reports to them and then further down. And in, in, it's not sellable if it's you. No. If it's just you and everything <clears throat> comes to you, it's not sellable because nobody buying it would think, because if they buy, they remove you. Yeah. So then if it's not gonna run and grow, that's another thing. Getting it running without you is one thing. Getting it running and growing without you is, is another thing. Um, and that's where and, sales exactly. comes in. Well, yeah, exactly. You've in, got to if, increase the top line. If sales doesn't happen in, in any business, then this, it's not working. Mm. And yes, you can automate sales. You can have online sales and all of these type things, but you've still got to sell it in some way, whether that's through affiliate marketing, PPC, SEO, social media, whether it's just your website, but, you've got to get people to your website it, it's all sales in different degrees it doesn't always have to be you pitching someone you still got to sell them on an idea or a concept or get them to your site in the first place mm. um but yeah it's, it's like if you can get good at it putting systems and processes in place then you're going to win in business yeah you're definitely going to win in business yeah um and automating things is, is massive as well
1: yeah, I think we I think we're probably going to have to have a, another episode because we could, I, we could go on for another hour about you know uh-huh. hiring at the right time, you know hiring probably before you're ready, spending money on the right people to you know getting rid of the ego, all that stuff is a whole other episode. Yeah. And I think we're just getting started. But yeah. uh, I think I've taken enough of your time up, mate. So if people want to find you, where where can they where can they get the legend that is Terry?
0: <laughs> Thank <you. Appreciate> it. <laughs> but yeah i'm up for an episode two by the way um we'll do something specific on on some of your listeners yeah you want, definitely want, yeah want to hear about um yeah instagram's terry underscore blackburn underscore property there's loads of these scammers about so it's the only one with the blue tick um, <laughs> loads of these uh, you've gone for the blue blog. tick have you oh yeah just because like i i don't sell honestly there's the amount of messages i get people saying terry there's this account and i'm like exact no exaggeration there's been points where it's been five to ten messages a day where this or that person whoever it is is sending people messages about crypto and about oh startups. god so the, I, i'm I'm in favor of the blue tick because it people know there's only one account yeah underscore so Blackburn underscore property uh instagram uh linkedin facebook it's all the same terry blackburn property um yeah, and you've got a, got a youtube that, channel as well yeah, yes, I put all the bags to riches stuff on there, and I'm starting to do a lot of more solo stuff. So, share my my knowledge and my sort of thoughts on sales, business, and properties on the on YouTube as well. Fantastic! I recommend
1: everybody goes and has a little s-
0: stalk through Terry's uh, social media, and and be be a And the power of peas are both on Amazon as well. Oh, we didn't even get onto your books either. Yes, I I'd be yes. We need an episode two, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, man, let's do it.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time, mate. That's been absolutely awesome. I've loved it. Thanks very much.
0: No, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it.